As a business owner, one of the most important things to grow is knowing your numbers. But in my opinion, not all numbers are worth knowing. So how do you tell which is which? In this episode, I'm going to share how I determine which numbers I need to know and which numbers I don't. So stay tuned. I'm Jess. After launching dozens of courses and generating multiple six figures in revenue online, I have learned the right and wrong way to launch an online course. And in the last two years, I have helped my friends and clients generate more revenue with less stress using my aligned launch formula. On this podcast, I'm sharing with you my simple strategies and systems so you can make more money online and make a bigger impact on the world. Keep listening for the Launch Fix Podcast. Hey there, and welcome back to the Launch Fix Podcast. Jess here, and today we are talking all about the numbers. And you may be like, oh God, numbers. (laughs) Um, But I hope that this is actually a helpful episode for you and not one that gets super overwhelming and confusing. I remember when I first really started paying attention to the metrics in my business and it was a little bit overwhelming. And like most people, I kind of went all in and I was tracking all of the things. Like I wish that I were joking, but we had stupid metrics on a sliding scale that's an arbitrary one to five. Like it was a hot freaking mess. And I realized that not every number needs to be tracked. And actually, I was talking with my bookkeeper this last weekend because she asked a question on Instagram about tracking metrics. And I told her that I really don't track that many things in my business. And she thought that was so interesting. And so we had this really great conversation about the numbers and about the things that I was tracking and really the thing, like the lessons that I've had about that. And up until, I mean, fairly recently, probably the last eight months or so, I used to track my numbers way more religiously. I had a very thorough spreadsheet system in which I tracked every little thing. I was tracking Instagram numbers. I was tracking engagement. I was tracking reach. I was tracking episodic numbers on the podcast. Like we just tracked everything. Weekly revenue, it was insane. And I realized after spending a lot of time tracking numbers that that numbers, that the numbers weren't necessarily telling me anything, right? Like sometimes it's good to have an awareness of things and I'll talk about that in a minute. But if the numbers aren't really telling you anything, why are you paying attention to them? And that was my big awareness um, last summer, actually, when I really stopped tracking my metrics. It was because I realized that I wasn't actually changing my behavior based on the numbers. So why did I need to know them? And this is especially true for Instagram. So she was talking about wanting to track like her followers and engagement rates and things like that. And I think that's great, right? I have no problem if that's something that you want to track in your business. But I realized that tracking my Instagram growth was not an effective metric for me. And like I said, not that I'm saying it isn't for you, but this awareness really freed up a lot of mental energy for me. So it has truly been like eight to nine months since I really looked at the number of followers that I have or any kind of engagement metric because it just doesn't matter at this moment. And I'll talk a little bit more about why in this episode. And so 
I wanted to talk about how can you tell if something is an effective metric for you? And this is a very personal thing, right? We are all running our businesses different ways. We are all following different strategies. We're all focusing on different areas at different times. And for me right now, growing on Instagram specifically, or even Facebook or a whole host of other places, is just not a priority for me. And so I realized that tracking that information, if it's not something that I'm actively working to improve, why am I tracking it? And so I started to ask myself, what does this tell me? If I'm getting a piece of information here, if I'm tracking like my followers on Instagram, what is this telling me? If, is it telling me that when I have more followers following me that like my content is better? Is that necessarily true? And I realized that, especially in the case of Instagram, it's really hard to tell, <laughs> especially again, if you're not following a specific growth strategy, like creating consistent reels, if you're just kind of existing in the ether of Instagram, it's kind of hard to tell what those numbers are actually telling you. And so when I realized that that number wasn't giving me any information, it wasn't telling me anything, I stopped tracking it because then it was kind of useless to me. With the algorithm, with all of the things changing on Instagram, I realized that that was just not a helpful number for me to track. But there are certain metrics in my business that are helpful. Or if you're following a specific growth strategy, it would be helpful to track those metrics to see how effective that strategy is. But if it doesn't give you any information, ask yourself, why am I tracking this? Or do I need to be tracking this? Or what information am I hoping to get by tracking this? And if I'm not getting that information, what else can I track to get that information? And so that's really why I stopped tracking on Instagram, right? Because it didn't tell me anything. And I knew that I would not alter any of my behavior because of that number. It's not like if that number suddenly fell 50 people that I was going to change what I was creating on Instagram, right? It wasn't going to change my strategy at all because less people followed me. So when I realized that that was not actually a number that was going to change my behavior, I really stopped paying attention to it. And loads of other areas. I'm just picking on Instagram in this specific instance, but it's a fairly common number for people to track. So I wanted to explain why I'm not. And so looking at the metrics that you're currently tracking, or if you don't track any, but you want to start, I want you to ask each number, like, what is that data telling me? And am I taking action in accordance with that information. Like if I am tracking, so for example, um, and I'll talk a little bit more about this, I think in a minute, but I track podcast numbers because that does matter to me and I will change my behavior based on that. So looking at that number, like, okay, this was like, what is this number telling me and how will I change the action that I'm taking accordingly? So data without action is just numbers. It's just information. And if you're not going to change your behavior or you're not going to alter your strategy or do something different, take a different action based on that data, it isn't necessarily helping you, right? There are certain cases where awareness data is valuable. And I'll talk about that later in the episode when I go into what data I actually do track. But being aware that that's why you're tracking it is really important. And so looking at those numbers and ask yourself, what is this telling me? And am I going to change my behavior? 
Or am I just wanting to keep an eye on this? Which I think is a valid reason to look at data too. It's kind of like stepping on the scale, right? If you don't alter your behavior at all, or if you don't have an intended purpose, it's going to give you much different information, right? If you are actively trying to lose weight and your behavior is to that end, then stepping on the scale would tell you how effective that behavior is, right? Generally. I mean, weight loss is a very complicated thing, but let's speak generally. And so if you're not actively trying to lose weight, stepping on the scale every day is just an awareness number, right? You're not going to change your behavior because of that number. That doesn't mean that getting the number is bad or wrong. It's just it's just an awareness number. And sometimes those are good things to track too, just to kind of keep your eye on it. And so that is still valuable. But knowing like, okay, I want this number to go up. I want this number to go down. I don't care what this number does. I just want to keep an eye on it. Knowing those things and keeping that in mind as you're tracking your numbers will help you get a better grasp on what the numbers mean and what action to take in accordance with that meaning. So Now I want to talk a little bit. So you now know that I don't track anything on Instagram, Um, but I do want to talk a little bit more about what metrics I do track and what I believe that those metrics are telling me in hopes that maybe it will give you some ideas of what metrics that you can track in your business and see what they may be telling you as well. So in my marketing, the only thing that I track is my podcast. And I don't actually track like episode by episode listens, or even like monthly (laughs) listens, honestly, I track weekly aggregate listens. And so I host my podcast on Buzzsprout. And every week on Monday night, right before the next podcast goes live, they send an email that tells me you had this number of downloads this week. And that is the only number I pay attention to. I don't look at how many downloads were on a specific episode, and I don't listen to what I think that might mean, though probably the only thing that would tell me is that my title for that episode, if it's lower, wasn't fairly effective. But again, I don't care. So I don't pay attention to that. Um, But I do want to see the total aggregate number of listens each week. I don't want to see that go down drastically. Of course, that number does fluctuate week to week. But and for example, we have seen that go down like over holidays and things. But by and large, I want that number to either stay steady or grow incrementally, right? It doesn't need to grow astronomically. I'm not putting any additional effort into growing my podcast necessarily right now, but I want to keep a pulse on that number and just make sure that it is moving in the right direction. And if it were to start to tank, right, that would be very valuable information for me and something I would definitely take action on. And so that's a good indicator that I did something that you guys don't like listening to and I need to change it. But that has not happened. Like I said, we tend to only get dips around holidays. And so we've actually seen quite steady growth in that area in the last year and a half. And so it's not something that is alarming me, but it is something that I do keep an eye on. And honestly, that's the only thing I track in my marketing. Like I said, I don't track Instagram stats, but I have actually considered based on that conversation I had with Katie, my bookkeeper, I've 
Consider tracking basic things for awareness just once a month on the first of the month. What is this number just to kind of get a big picture view? And that can be really helpful data too, right? It can be good to kind of zoom out and say, okay, once a month, what is this number? And in three years from now, what did that number do, right? And really kind of zooming out and keeping an eye on things like that where it isn't something that's going to like hockey stick growth, right? Like go like zoom up necessarily, but just keeping an eye on that number in the long term could be really interesting information to keep track of. And it isn't terribly cumbersome, right? It's not something you're tracking daily or weekly. It's just something that once a month you have these coupled numbers that you write down. And that's something I'm considering doing. Um, Something else that I wanted to talk about is in my launches. I obviously talk about doing a debrief, looking at the data. And so there are a few, there's a lot of little things that I keep track of throughout the course of my launches. And this is what I teach inside of my programs when you do a debrief. But one of the, there's three key things that I pay attention to. And again, sometimes the numbers are for awareness. Sometimes it's to see, like, I don't want it to go fluctuate between this range. But sometimes that data does tell me more specific, actionable things. So the first thing that I look at in both my launches and in my evergreen funnels is opt-ins. How many people are opting into the launch? And this is what's called a leading indicator. In business, you have leading indicators and lagging indicators. I like to think of your business like a car when you're thinking of these two things. A leading indicator is what you see through the windshield, and a lagging indicator is what you see through the rear view. So something that you're looking at past data to see like, like a launch debrief is a lagging indicator. You're seeing like, okay, what worked back then? What was the data from the thing I just passed? And let me analyze that. There's not a lot of leading indicators in business. They're kind of harder to grasp. But in a launch, launch opt-ins are a leading indicator because they give you an idea of how many sales you can expect, especially if you have a really solid conversion rate in a well-converting funnel. So if you know that your launch converts at 5%, which is fairly high, but just a nice, easy round number, then if I get... 100 launch opt-ins, I know roughly that five-ish people are going to purchase, right? That's information that I can pay attention to. So if I am not hitting that lag or that leading indicator uh, goal that I have, then I know that that will impact my lagging indicators later on, right? So in your launches, I keep an eye on my launch opt-ins, the people who are actually opting in to participate in your launch. And I do this in my evergreen funnels as well, because that will give me a good indicator of what's to come in the future. And if that number isn't going up, or if that number has stalled or has gone down, then that is useful information that I can then take action on, right? I can increase my Facebook ad spend. I can do more organic promotion. I can send more emails, things like that, or really check the messaging, right? Those are things that indicate or that give me information that will affect my behavior moving forward. So the first thing is those launch opt-ins. And in the context of a launch, I believe a launch opt-in is anything that leads up to the launch that qualifies somebody as a lead. So if you have like a freebie, people opting into the freebie would be a launch opt-in. People opting into the sales mechanism would also be a launch opt-in. So anybody who's kind of raising their hand throughout the context of the launch would uh, count as a launch opt-in. The second thing that I track within my launches and my evergreen funnels is my CPA, which is my cost per acquisition. 
I used to track and I do still track cost per lead, which is a more common metric to track, but I've really found that cost per acquisition to be a much more effective and valuable metric for me. So your cost per acquisition is how much it costs to get a customer. And so a cost per lead is how much it costs to get a lead, right? So if you're running ads, your lead cost you typically hear is your cost per lead. Um, So if it costs you $14 to get somebody to opt into your webinar, you have a $14 cost per lead, which is great information to know, but wouldn't it be better to know how much it costs you to actually get a customer? Because then you can determine your profit, right? Your profit per acquisition. And so if I know that it costs me $100 to get a customer, but that customer makes me $1,000, then I'm way more willing to spend $100 to get a customer to make a 1000 Does that make sense? So sure, knowing my cost per lead is really helpful, But knowing my cost per acquisition is even more helpful. And the way that I like to look at my cost per lead is more to do that, um, the, the, I'm failing with the word right now, the range thing, right? Like I want that to stay below a certain number. If my cost per lead goes above a certain number, then I know that there's something happening with my ads that needs to be looked at, right? And so that's really how I look at CPL. Not so much as like a like a helpful, I mean, it is a helpful number, but it isn't something that I'm like paying more attention to the actual number. I'm just making sure that that number stays within a certain range because that information is telling me something different than like your cost per acquisition necessarily. So that's how I, that's the second thing that I look at is my CPA slash CPL kind of, but just in a different way. And then the third piece of information that I'm tracking during my launches and at my evergreen funnels is conversion rate. And obviously your conversion rate is your sales per lead. So if you have a hundred leads and you get three sales, that's a 3% conversion rate. That information is really helpful because that informs my launch opt-in number, right? Like that kind of completes the whole thing. And so if I have a hundred launch opt-ins, I know my conversion rate with the last hundred was 3%, then three of those sales or three of those people who just opted in are likely to convert into sales. And then I can start to budget my cost per lead based on my cost per acquisition, right? Does that all make sense? How Probably not because this is all just numbers I'm throwing at you through your ears. But I hope that you see how those three numbers really work well together to tell you information. So to go over those again, or Again, like this is something I cover in my programs, but to go through those again, your launch opt-ins are the people who are opting into your launch. And if you're running an evergreen funnel or running ads, that's the thing that you're paying for, right? That is the conversion that you're paying for is those launch opt-ins. And then your cost per acquisition is how much it costs to acquire those leads, but per acquisition. So you're looking at the total ad cost for those leads divided by the total number of sales. So looking at that number apples to apples, you're doing your launch opt-ins are the people who opted in. And then that's the price, like the cost for that thing to happen, like let's say those 100 people cost you $100, that does not happen anymore, but let's say it does. And out of those 100 people, three people bought it, so you spent $100 for those three sales. Does that make sense? So that would be your cost per acquisition, the total lead cost 
for that amount divided by the sales that converted out of that amount. And then your conversion rate is the number of sales out of that number of launch opt-ins. So anywho, that got really numbery. <laughs> I hope that you're still with me. But those are the three things that I really pay attention to. Those are my very like valuable metrics in my launches and my funnels. And then in my business in general, I know a lot of people really heavily track their monthly revenue, but I am not one of those people. I did very early in my business. I did, like, I know exactly when I had my first 10K month, I know exactly, like, how much I made each month of those first 12 months. But then it kind of got to a point where I just stopped paying that much attention. And I don't even set monthly revenue goals anymore. That's not, like, the way that my brain works at this juncture in my business. I have, like, an energetic minimum where I'm like, I'm not going to make less than this much per month. And that covers everything. And just energetically, I don't know how or where sometimes it comes from, but I have yet to really make below that energetic minimum in the last three and a half years. And so I have that number, but I don't actually like set monthly revenue goals. And if you're somebody who is like buried in the pressure of monthly revenue goals, maybe let that go. Just saying like, It's okay to not track your revenue monthly. But that said, I look at my revenue every month, but not because I track it, because I have a bookkeeper, Katie, which I didn't mean for this to be like an episode all about Katie, but here we are. She's amazing at Orderly Accounting. Uh, I think it's Orderly Accounting by Katie or something, but I'll track her in the thing. But she tells me what my monthly revenue is and my monthly expenses. And so every month I get an email from her with a profit and loss report, with like all the things that I spent in my business, all the money that I made. And she tells me my monthly revenue, my monthly expenses, and my profit percentage. And again, all three of these are just for awareness. I really don't make decisions based on them. I don't plan launches based on that information. I just like to keep an eye on it. If for some reason it tanked dramatically, that could be something that would um, make me pay attention. But I tend to just kind of let those numbers do their thing. And maybe, I mean, I don't think that makes me a bad business owner, honestly. I was going to say that, but I don't think it does. I think it makes me a calm business owner and not somebody who's obsessing over numbers um, in my business. So that's just a level that I've gotten to in my business where my revenue is fairly predictable and I don't need to like obsess about it being bigger and bigger and bigger every month. Like I've let that go uh, as far as like goals and stuff go. So Um, so yeah, that is mostly an awareness metric for me, but those are metrics that I do pay attention to. So that's it. Um, which I think surprised Katie because I track more in like my health life than I do in my business at sometimes. Like I track a lot more things just for the data, again, just awareness, but like I, I don't track a lot of things in my business and that's because I don't want to. And I think that at some point in your business, you get to decide the things that you want to do. And so maybe, like I said, if I was following a specific strategy to get to a certain result, maybe if I was focusing on increasing my monthly revenue in a really intentional way, then sure, maybe I will set revenue goals monthly again and really track that information. But that's just not where I'm at in my business right now. And again, not that there's anything wrong if you are. I have been in those seasons. Um, but I like to think I went through those seasons so I could live my life like I am right now in a non-stressful season. 
um, of my business. So of course you could track a lot more than that. And I used to, but I realized that tracking for the sake of tracking didn't serve me. So I regularly look at the things that I'm tracking and I ask like, what is this telling me? Is this actually giving me valuable information? And is it something that I'm going to alter my behavior based on? And I hope that you found that helpful. I hope that if you're kind of either buried under a mountain of KPIs and you don't feel like it's like you just have all these numbers floating around your head, or maybe you're in the guilt of like, I should be tracking my KPIs, but you didn't know where to start or what to track or why you should be tracking them. I hope that this episode helped and kind of gave you some perspective on what somebody who makes multiple six figures a year is actually tracking and like, it's not much. I don't know. It's, it's as much as I need to track. And I hope that you got some ideas of things that you could track in your business so that you can feel more in control of your numbers. I do believe that what gets measured gets improved, but only if you are actively intending to improve those things, um, what gets measured gets tracked. And that's about as true as that is. So I hope that this episode was helpful for you. If you enjoyed it, please let me know. Tag me on Instagram at just.oconnell underscore. And I can't wait to see you in my next one. Have a good day.